The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear that music, you know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I typically say to you, it's a beautiful day in the valley. I'm going to say it again. Even though it's raining, it looks nasty outside, it's a beautiful day in the valley because it's daddy baby girl's birthday. (laughs) My baby girl turned 17 years old, and I'm happy, and all you little knuckleheads out there... Okay, I'm just letting you know, don't make it a Will Smith day, you know, because, hey, you know, you, you, you ever been to prison? You ever been to hey, you know, don't do that, don't do that, all right? So, Daddy Baby Girl, happy birthday to you. It's my show, I can say that, but I got my boy in the studio with me, Ike Griffin. What's up, Ike? Oh, I'm feeling good. We got a nippy in here, and man, not only nippy, I know you was talking about still good weather, but remember Parliament used to have a little thing called liquid sunshine. Oh, yeah, oh, man, why you going to go there, man? I had to, right? Yeah, that's how we do it. We got to pee on our phone. Come on now. Yeah, boy, yeah, <laughs> old school there. Appreciate that, Ike. But listen, Ike, Ike, you know, last time, man, we did my boy a little discourteous. Uh, what I'm going to have to do is make everybody aware that we're going to spend some time talking about the Player Network event. Yeah. And, and Guy Troop is going to call in, and, and we're going to discuss that a little bit. But I did a discourteous to one of my very loyal listeners out there, Kevin Brownie. So I'm going to bring Kev on right now. Hey, Kev, how you doing, man? I'm all right, Ray. How are you doing today? Yeah, man, I'm doing good, man. Appreciate that support of the show. And I like the way you let them people know on Facebook. Listen, you know, it just happens sometimes. And, and we got the young fellas. They're hanging around, too. And so they're going to try to gangster the show again. But that ain't going down because, see, <laughs> we ain't gangsters here. and We ain't thugs. You know, we are men, educated men trying to handle our business. But I know you watched some football this past weekend, man. Tell me a game that you saw you might want to talk about before we get into some other stuff. And, and I got to get into things with Guy Troop. And then I, of course, got to talk to them young fellas out there man Keith Lewis and, and Adrian Ross are, uh, as well so talk to me man what you see that you like or didn't like oh man I enjoyed that uh Dallas Giants game and I enjoyed the Chicago uh, uh Denver game as well well l- let me say now you said the Dallas and the Giants game now let me ask let me ask you this okay you know when you look at that and and you see what happened and and and, I, and Eli told everybody at the beginning of the season that yes, first of all, why are you gonna ask me the question? But of course, I'm an elite quarterback in the National Football League, and he proved it, you know, and continues to prove it. Proved it the week before, but but he proved it again this week. Uh, you like what you see in Eli? Because I'm gonna ask you also on the other side. What don't you like in what you see in Tony Romo? Or maybe you like Tony, but but what about Eli? Is he an elite quarterback to you in your mind? Well, uh, this uh, this last past games, uh, he showed that he's an elite quarterback. He uh, he did he did the job. He did his job this past week, and uh, 
Whatever, whatever mistakes the Cowboys made, Eli made them pay for it. But I right, check this out. I right, now Eli didn't just. It's not just his past few games. You know, Eli. I think the record shows that you know they're bragging about what Tim Tebow's doing. But you know, hey, Eli's doing that, and Eli got a Super Bowl ring. Eli done made a Pro Bowl. Eli, that's a damn good quarterback, I believe. I think Eli is stepping up. Why? Because the big thing, Big Brother, is where. On the sidelines. Yeah, Big Brother was on the sidelines and a fan when T. I mean, when uh, when my man came out and won the Super Bowl. Too. Now on the sidelines. So now it just speaks in turn to the Manning bloodline. There you go. There you go. And I got to give him some credit. So let me go back and ask the question now, if you will, Kevin. Okay. The Cowboys. Now, uh, you know, Tony. You know, he did everything except make excuses as to why he didn't win the game. You know, because the bottom line is. Again, I, I saw somebody drive down the field with a few seconds, 58 seconds, under a minute, win a ball game. You know, Tony Romo, listen, I don't care what you got to do. You know, you got to win the game, bottom line. So, you know, I know the defense in Dallas ain't playing well. They trying to throw the coach under the bus. They want to throw Ryan under the bus. Is it, is, it, is it the defense and Ryan, or is it Tony Romo that just ain't getting the job done? I believe the whole team played a part of losing that game. I mean, I just can't put it on Romo. I mean, from time to time, Romo had, was uh, inaccurate with his passes, but it, it's, a, it's a team game. So I, 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 I put it on the whole team. I can't just put that on Romo. Well, I'm going to tell you what, what, when they win, the quarterback get all the glory. When they lose, he got to stand up and take it. You know, it's his team. Somebody got to be a leader of the team, and somebody got to step up and say, hey, you know, listen, you know, as the leader of this team, we, we have to play better. But somebody got to stand up there and take a bullet for the team. And right now in the Dallas Cowboys, I ain't seen one man step up. And, and speaking of Dallas Cowboys, there's a man down there in Dallas who's doing some great things for players. He is and has stepped up to the plate, continues to do that. I want to introduce Guy Troop now. Guy, man, we, it's raining here in <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Please tell me that it ain't snowing down there in Texas. Uh-oh, Guy still, is Guy with us? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now, guy. You might be on uh, a cell phone, and I think every now and then when we get a cell phone call, we have a little interruption there. But I said, you know, you know, I was down there in Dallas for that last Super Bowl, man, and, you know, it was snow down there. We got rain in Arizona, so it's not snowing in Dallas, is it? No, but it's raining and overcast. We wow. Overcast. Well, we talked a little bit about Tony Romo, and I, I think his life has got to overcast entirely on his life. But let's talk about a bright spot, and that is the things that you've been doing for for current and former players in assisting them with their transition, in particular uh, the event that, that that's held annually at the Super Bowl, and that's the Player Network event. I believe we're pretty much in a countdown now, aren't we? Yeah, we're we're uh, a little under seven weeks away from the 12th annual Player Networking event at the Super Bowl, and we're excited about this year's event. Uh, I appreciate you having me on today to kind of chat a little more about it and. Uh, really hope that uh, the world will learn a little more about our aspirations and working with Voice America Sports and launching both a internet radio network uh, or channel 
as well as a television, uh, internet television channel. Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity that you provide us for here, us here at Voice America Sports. Uh, there's a couple young men who are new to the network. As a matter of fact, they're on hold and they're going to be participating. Hopefully they'll be at the Super Bowl. Of course, that's Kevin Lewis and, uh, Adrian Ross. But, uh, guy, please just tell me, I advocate for this event and for players, period, that are approaching the transition. And, and even for those that are, you know, in the midst of transitioning, uh, why is this such an important event for them to attend? Well, because the crash of an NFL career comes down suddenly, and uh, most players are fired from the NFL. Very few walk away. So the networking event is, is an event that's designed to help guys minimize the crash, if you will, and have some business relationships that, they can begin to massage the minute they get that call or, or the year or so after they're out of the game and they realize that uh, it's really hard to find something as passionate that they'll be as passionate about as football. So we're trying to create the P&E, which is the acronym for the player networking event, so that you know players can meet executives, meet league uh, personnel and executives and, and just other players who are, who are going through the transition. Now, a guy, this is uh, Ike Griffin on the other end here. Just real quick. Now, are we strictly talking about the transition into a media opportunity? Are we talking about an opportunity where uh, players, ex-players, guys getting out of the game get a chance to get out here and, and PR with some of the Fortune 500 companies? Where does this thing seem to circle around? Well, it, it's the broad stroke of what it is that a player desires to do when he's done. Uh, we've created a partnership with several corporations throughout America where they are in position to offer uh, temporary work experiences and even job opportunities to players. So we'll have representatives from various brands, and uh, the NFL Alumni Career and Business Program will take in resumes and vitas for players that uh, are looking for work, and then we feature player-owned businesses that we just want to help them with the branding and the profile of their businesses in some way to get it out to the world, their, their respective uh, colleagues and players in transition, active players, Joe Q. Public. Well, Guy, we got a couple young guys, I believe, that are, that are young when I say young in, in terms of age, I'm 52 years old, and I'm, I'm embracing, I thank God that I'm still here, and my daddy baby girl is celebrating her 17th, but a couple young men who uh, recently made the transition, been out of the game a few years, but they might have a question for you. Is Keith, Keith, you on the line, or, or, or do yeah, I also? Yeah, I'm on the line, Jay Ellis. Oh, <laughs> oh you call me Kevin, so I call you Jay. I said Keith. <laughs> I said Keith, come on, Keith. <laughs> Although we do have a Kevin Lewis who's been on a little bit longer than you have, but let's let's go with Keith. So Keith, uh, would you have a question for Mr. Troop? Oh man, you <laughs> I I was just shocked by, you know, everything. Like, you know, like I said, I just enjoy being on your show or whatever, you know, you show just I, I really don't have a question. I you know, I just I just enjoy just uh the controversy that we have when we when we're on the show. Like I, I I I always love the controversy. You know that. Come on now. Well okay, well listen, we're gonna have to save the controversy for a little bit later and <laughs> we're gonna get back to, to of course to Mr. Wait. Mr. Troop and uh continue to talk about the player network event. So guy, and coming back to you since uh Mr. Lewis doesn't have a question for you, uh for the players that are interested, uh, are there materials that are going to be made available for them to find out about it, or how will they find about this year's Player Network event? 
So it's on the NFL alumni website. We e-blast our entire database. The NFL League office sends it out to all active players in their database. We do locker room posters at all 32 teams along with uh, event invitations. And uh, we just generally blast it to our database and our network. Uh, hey, guys, I have a quick question. What? what? Like, what's the advantage of being in the, the NFL, like, just as far as uh, uh, going into post-career? What's the advantage? Like, what's the advantage, just as far as, like, me, I, you know, I'm a former player, so I'm just saying, what, what is really the advantage? Like, I always get the mail and always get all the, uh, you know, all, all the stuff that you guys tend, but what is it that, well, it, like, yeah, that's the advantage of anything. Like, I, I really don't understand it. Well, uh, if since since we're talking about a, Ray, uh, uh, is facilitating controversy. I'm a, let's 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 go through a <laughs> let's go through a live intervention right now. Oh, <laughs> you got him started. Go get him, guy. Go get him. Let's see if I can get to the advantage. Okay. So, who asked the question? Keith Lewis. Hey Keith, so tell me what you what you do uh, for a living right now. I knew you. Oh, Ooh. he about to so, slice right, and dice you. Right now, I do Voice America Sports, and I enjoy life. But you know, there's different avenues. You know, just as far as like I'm in the ACM business and just little things like that. But you know that that bring, you know generates income into the household. So you know, just you know, just all everything is fun. I could do everything from home, and I enjoy it. So back to the original question, what you do for a living. So the income that you make right now post-NFL post life, is it comparable to what you made in the NFL? It will never be that. It will never be that with you either. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to beat you up. That's a yes or no question. Oh, yeah. here we go. Capital N, capital O. Okay, so the, there are players who... Who have participated in P and E? Who have participated in networking events generally inside the NFL to now make comparable or more money? And I can give you examples uh, at this year's event. Martin Mayhew, uh, who is the general manager of the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. will be there, and he attended this event when he left the game. And he eventually. Okay, so what my my thing is, so when you attend the event, what do you walk away with? You walk away. Well, the the title of it is the player networking event. So you walk away with it. What you what you get out of it by way of networking? There'll be corporate executives there. There'll be league executives there. There'll be players who have businesses. There'll be major corporations there. So the the primary. So what made what made you push it? The the primary I pushed it because. Players, when they leave the game, they don't have relationships so true. In, so true. in business. So, so true. So over the years, you where did you play in college? University of Oregon. Okay, so over the years, you, do you know Phil Knight from Oregon? Yes, I do. You have a personal relationship with him? I know Phil, like, it, I flew on his jet, everything. Yeah, I know Phil Knight. So, so do, you, do you have a business relationship with Phil now? I don't have a business relationship with Phil. Okay, so that the, the P&E is designed to help players like you. You went to college, you played for X number of teams to take your playing prowess, your celebrity, 
all of the skills you had as a player and leverage that so someone will take you seriously in your second career. You'll wear a suit. You'll present yourself as a professional. You'll learn about industry challenges and changes and opportunities out there that exist for the general American, but more specifically, companies that have an interest in helping players earn the amount of income that they're, they're used to earning or put them on a track so that they can at least begin to dream about making a million bucks again. So my question is, you are you making the same income that you was making then? <laughs> I'm going to intervene in that because <laughs> <laughs> Keith, no, you, that, you, don't, you don't have to. You don't have to intervene, right? This this is this is good radio. This is, this is a this is a this is as deep as they can get, right? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just went and put my boots on. It is getting deep. I got my I got my thigh high wading boots on. I'm going fishing. I, I want to check. I don't know. I don't know if you know my background. I never played professional football. I played in college. I worked for the NFL. I worked for the NCAA. Uh, prior to becoming an entrepreneur, so when I left the NFL, I. Uh, became an entrepreneur. I left a good, solid paying job as an executive at the NFL, and I make more money now than I did working for the NFL. You know what? That that's 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 awesome. Like I'm dead serious. What I was just saying, like Ray, it can't get no deeper than this. Well, let me ask you: You gonna go down to the? Are you gonna go down and see guy? That's the big question. Hey, you know what? The olive branch has been extended. You've been getting email after email. Are you going to go and see him? Hey, you or you like work? Are you like working in your drawers? The way he just put that, hey, yeah. I might be on the first thing smoking. I might be on the first plane out. You better call you know. Phil and just take his jet. <laughs> just call yeah. Phil Knight, take Phil's jet. <laughs> Don't be playing. You know him. Call him. I need your jet, Phil. Can I get yeah, that, Phil? You have to come get me, man. If you really want to do it right. I can show you how you can have a you and other players like you can have a legitimate business relationship with Phil Knight, but nobody's proposed it to him. I hear you. I think well, you I think what? that's something you should hey. take him up on that one there, Keith. I tell you what, what we what I got to take both of you up on is I got to take this commercial break. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the First American <laughs> Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you got that music, you got that show you're looking for. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think I might be streaming on Ustream. I'm I'm the darker of the dark two brothers sitting in the studio, you know, the other nice looking brother over there, man. That's Ike Griffin, you know, Michigan State cat, played his ball in the league. And, I got you know, him a chair a down, time. smaller too, right? And, and, and so, yeah, because he's a, he a so real we, big fella, you know, much, right there. much bigger than I am, but um, but much love. Listen, we had a, a very fruitful discussion going on before we went to break, but we have to take a break every now and then. But I do want to get back to Guy, and, and Guy, again, I certainly appreciate you answering the questions. Of which presented to you by uh, by Keith, but um, again, this event is coming up. This is not the first event of the Player Network event. Uh, the Player Network event has been in existence uh, how many years, if you will? Uh, this is the twelfth year. The the twelfth year. So that means for twelve years, you've been providing your services to players. And and just so you'll know, those of you out there who are listening that do not know this, there are very few people that take time out of their lives to focus and advocate for players to help players. And, and Ike, you and I know as, as former players, that transition, <laughs> that transition in itself is, is frightening. It's like step, it's beyond stepping on campus your freshman year. It's beyond stepping onto, walking into the locker room, you know, after you've been drafted by an NFL team. It's, it's beyond the fear of stepping onto the field of a first real game in the National Football League. You, all those things, you kind of prepared yourself for that because you know each one of those steps, that's where you wanted to go. Exactly. But most of the times when it comes to your career ending, most of us are either forced out by injury, the league will force you out, mm -hmm. or Father Time just catches up with you. And a lot of times that is the most fearful situation you find yourself in real in your world. entire life. Real world. Am I right, right or am I wrong? Real world. We call it, you know, uh, the dream world or, or being in that, that, that sports world. And all of a sudden, when the light goes out and whew, candle goes away, real world. And, and, and it's over with. And Guy, if you, could, if you could just address that. Of the years that you've been working with players, both at the league and with Troop 21, what has your experience been as you have spoken with players who have found themselves in a position where they just don't know what to do with their lives? The challenges, guy. I mean, the challenges. Yeah. 
well, well, the beauty of, of our last uh, uh, discussion was that, you know, we're dealing with a man that is in transition, that is in it in, in real time. And so what, what I typically hear and experience with players is fear, and then fear manifests in several ways. You know, I can't be the man that I used to be for my mom, my cousins, my brother, my wife, my children, because, because in, in, in many ways I took my family out of a state that now we may end up back in. But do you find it, Guy, more as the sport? Once the transition happens, because what I'm hearing is, did the sport define me? Or now did the money define me? And now that neither the big check or the roar of the crowd is there, now where am I? So what do you find most? Is it the, the, the game gone or just the, the money situation? Well, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a dual challenge for, the, for today's professional athletes because they made so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I know guys like Robert Newhouse and Donnie Shell and, and worked with them for years uh, in the trenches. And those guys, I mean, if, you know, Donnie probably made thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000, you know, in four or five Super Bowl rings later. So his transition was easier because he wasn't used to three, four, five, six hundred, two million bucks mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. And so I think generally you can normalize it. A high school athlete, a college athlete, or a pro athlete that transitions, they miss the smell of the grass, the locker room, the camaraderie, and all of the love and attention and adulation that goes with it. And you can't, there's nothing any of us can do about that. You got to get over that yourself. And guy, one, one thing I know you and I talked about before is, you know, that we this is something that we don't prepare for, but we know it's bound to happen. The other things we don't know if they're going to happen. You don't know when you're in high school if you're going to get offered a scholarship to go play college ball. It gets to a point where you feel like, oh, I, my talent is such, and now people are starting to call me. You don't know if once you're in college you're going to play pro ball. But once those things, ha- you've been blessed with those things that happen in your life, you know that the day when it's all over with is going to happen. And so in terms of preparation, I know you've talked about that you thought perhaps maybe these things might start a little earlier in, in, in one's life. Is, is there a process of which is in place to get some early intervention of preparation for, for players? Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's the, you know. It's got to be hard, though, guy. That's got to be tough for you. Well, you can take them to the water, but you, but you can't make them drink. Exactly. Can, each one, each one of us went to college, and we played college football. But I would guarantee and tell you that each one of us on this line did not take advantage of the curriculum that could have helped us land on our feet. So we just did enough, you know, or we did the major. But hey, if I want to be a pro football player, I should be. I should know numbers. Because in salary cap negotiations, in my dealing with my CPA mm-hmm. and dealing with other people, my agent, I need to be quick-witted enough to know when I'm getting robbed or when I'm not being uh, given a, a square deal. So what, what I will say to you is, yeah, there are programs in place, curriculums in university campuses, life skills programs. The league has a ton of them. The union has programs. Athletes just generally... Just whistle Dixie and ball out and chase women and have a good time. And, and so the preparedness, and I, that's a broad generalization, but 
you know, we we all have to be responsible for what we do and what we choose not to do. Well, guy, you said that's a broad generalization, but but to kind of uh, affirm what you said, there are statistics out there that you can you know legitimize the comment that you just made. Am I correct? Right. And 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 those statistics show that the majority of players don't do what they need to do to prepare themselves. And then once the game is over with, there's a high percentage that find themselves either divorced, you know, in bankruptcy, you know, not prepared. Yeah, but but the initial question was, like, is it the money or is it the loss of the game? And yeah, the, that's, what, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, I, the, the loss of the game is painful. You know, it, it really is. And I think if I'm looking at... But the guy, guy, I'm going to jump in. Is it more painful... The loss of the game, now I'm going to go back to your words, or the fact that now, monetarily, I can't take care of mom. Uh, I, I don't have the degree that I told her I was going to get. I can't take care of my cousins. Now, which one is is weighing heavier now? Well, to me, like I never made that kind of money playing ball, but if I had to give you my assessment over 20 years working in the industry with college and pro athletes in transition, I would say the guy that has to go back to his community broke, it's a much tougher transition because people are kind of saying, you don't have any money now. And they just look at you as a failure. And if you allow them to define you as a failure, you, you go down on this, this, this cycle, this spiral downward and I've seen that that's a more consistent theme than than the guy who you know who made it in college and yeah he misses the locker room but now he makes fifty thousand dollars and he can see a future making 150 as a corporate you know manager hey guy you just mentioned something that's extremely important when a guy goes back and and they may view you as a failure and if you want to accept yourself as a failure that's a different conversation. But psychologically, there's some stuff going on, too, as well. Are there programs, you know, does the Player Network event ha have a showcase, a program, or an opportunity for players to deal with some of the psychological effects of the game being over? Yeah. Um, any program that you could imagine is out there for an athlete that walks to the, that walks to, you know, across the threshold and asks for help. The, the one that athletes typically ask for, they're calling the PA and the league and somebody else, and they're asking for what I said, money. Hey, man, yeah, somebody owe me something. You know, yeah, I tricked off two million bucks, or, or in Antoine Walker's case, you know, hundreds, mm. hundreds of millions. Mm. I still feel like the game owes me something monetarily, and that's the biggest travesty of it all. And, Ray, you and I talk about this all the time. If you just take... Take the major league sports, basketball, football, and baseball. You know, those, those salary caps, annual, annual salary caps approach $10 billion in the three, three leagues. And if you just think about it, only about 3,000 men play the game. So you mean to tell me $10 billion can touch 3,000 people's hands annually and that group has a nerve to be uh, to, to come back and look back and say somebody owes me something in America? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guy, you know, really, that that's why I'm so excited about the fact that I, I always define, you know, people who have gone on and, and been extremely successful outside the athletic world uh, as kind of the intellectual, if you will. And not that athletes are not, you know, intellectual, but I like to define. And when you bring those two together and they got resources, the most important resources is dollars. 
I, I think there's some great things that could be done. And, and I'm, I'm looking to the day that a player network event consists of not just NFL players, but perhaps maybe, and I don't know if this is a guy's vision or not, because after all, this is his baby. Uh, that might be a combination of NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, hockey, all of them to bring those resources together into one room and then, like I said, then how can you look at anybody else and the buying power that, that, that consists of just the National Football League and its players is astronomical. So now if you bring all those resources together under one umbrella and, and we're really truly able to network and bring corporate America into that environment, it, it'll, it'll really be something very, very special. So guys, anything like that on the horizon? Are you working with other uh, sports in terms of networking opportunities for those players as well? Well, I've, I've worked uh, for years with uh, the NBA league office, uh, as well as the union and some, and even the NBA retired players organization. I mean, the labor, the labor unrest and the fighting, sadly, oftentimes gets in the way of the programmatic needs. So when when we came out of these labor negotiations here recently, baseball, football, basketball, all just had a labor fight. Okay, that's right, and. And so active players and unions are fighting for what? Money. You know, the health, the health issues on the table definitely need to stay on the table. But, but the unions, in my opinion, should be fighting for opportunity. So, you know, I once heard the great women's coach, Carolyn Peck, uh, she won the national championship at Purdue. I was on a panel with her. She said, when, when chosen with security and opportunity, uh, as two options, always choose opportunity. So I think that that's where the problem is with pro athletes in transition. You know, you're going to get the security of your pension and all of this, but if the league, if the league owes you anything, they owe you an opportunity to use your talents, your gifts to continue to be in the business you love. And on that, on that note, Guy, real quick, uh, just some quick research, and I'm going to give it in, in the terms of the big three, which is NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. It's saying right now, and these are Sports Illustrated's numbers for, for uh, uh, last year, 78% of all athletes getting out of the game are filing for bankruptcy. Um, that leads me to my next question. Again, obviously the NFL, your career can end at, at any second, but it is the shortest career span, three and a half years. But why is it that the NFL sends people into more of a financial distress at a quicker rate um, than some of the numbers like the NBA or Major League Baseball? Seems to be a slower rate for, for basketball players. Uh, is it just that they have a longer career, they can make more money? What do you see? No guaranteed contracts. Ah. Like even even Michael Vick, you know, X number of million he got with his first deal with the Falcons, we found out that, that it was not guaranteed money. If he got $40 million, you know, over this time, period of time and a signing bonus, they came back and got it because he wasn't available for service. Whereas in baseball, you know, these guys, I mean, they're, they're guys sitting right now got released two years ago still getting paid in baseball and the same in basketball. Well, let me ask you this, Guy. Do you take it to the point, for example, I mean, even back in 2009 when the NFL did a lot of their research and their studies, the average amount or the guaranteed amount was $310,000. That was your high minimum at the time. What I'm seeing right now and what they're talking about, do you have programs in place where 
For example, what's the first thing? You want to get the big house, you get the car, you get this, you get that. I mean, are you? do you have programs in place that are actually um, truly teaching these players about spending all their money and having nothing saved for later in their lives? Any player that's played in the National Football League since 1997 cannot say that he didn't have the opportunity to go through uh, financial education courses, counseling courses, life skills courses. So you have to ask yourself, okay, if these programs, and, and I can only testify because I was brought on as the director of player development that year. And so I know from that point on, these programs existed. And I, and I can show you participation numbers for 15 years. Uh, so... Now, the question is, okay, so if, if there's 53 men on the active roster with the Cleveland Browns, how many of them voluntarily choose the courses? And so I, I can tell you every rookie is forced to do it. But every vet, veteran, excuse my expression, bitches and complains about having to go to a seminar. So if you don't want to go, you don't want to go. But it's like, it's like an executive MBA for free, but you won't take the time out because you're into something else. And that could be my family and, and, and my outside activities, or it could just be the club and the cars and the clothes and the life. And, and I, would, I would submit to you this, the clothes and the cars and the club and the life, that, that's really causing you to miss educational opportunities, and you're trusting in a guy you just met in January of your senior year, hmm. an agent. And I don't want to bash agents. But I've heard it too often. Every player, when I ask them, hey, what are you doing with your money? Are you in a business? Tell me about your foundation. You know, what are you going to do with your done? It's always a universal answer. Oh, my agent got it. Wow. That's the general thing I hear. And I look back and say, no, your agent won't have you when you're done. It's a transactional business. When you're done, they're done with you, generally speaking. It's true. Wow. That's right. Well, listen, I'm done with that segment, everybody. <laughs> we got to take a break. But that was a powerful segment. Wow. A lot of information there and a lot of missed opportunities by a lot of players. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Guy Troop, who is working directly with the NFL alumni, as well as Troop 21, will be back on the other side of break. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names. 
but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Yeah, you hear that money? We didn't. We didn't yeah, I, I see that, that I money. That, I think that uh, beat. That I, money. Yeah, you beat, said money. money. <laughs> I'm looking at money and. and <laughs> I'm asking, you see that money, right? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, that that that's serious. There, uh, my man Ike was just looking at some money on the screen there, so I thought <laughs> I'd just throw that in there. But of course, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And Guy Troop is still with us, and and Guy, of course, is the. Uh, consultant who's been working with uh, the NFL alumni, but for years has run his own company, Troop 21, and has been an advocate after, you know, leaving uh, the office of the National Football League and working in player programs, been an advocate for players. And we certainly appreciate, I appreciate, I know they all appreciate uh, the work that you're doing, Guy, but we got a call on the line, Kevin, and Kevin wanted to ask a question. Kev, you wanted to ask Guy Troop a question? Yes, first of all, Guy, I appreciate everything you're doing for the players. You know, those that want to take advantage of it and those that don't know how and you giving them that informative information. Uh, me, myself, uh, I was kind of forced out the game early as well. And the one thing that uh, I, I, it affected me more was having the heart for the game and, and, and watching the game. Uh, what I did was I turned around and I wanted to give back some type of way. So what I I did uh, back in the, the late 90s going into the 2000s, uh, I had worked with Don Abrams and uh, Toby Wright. And what we started doing was trying to uh, get these athletes that was getting ready to go to the next level and was trying to prepare them mentally as well physically to get them ready for it. And I found that much challenging because in a, a lot of ways, I felt like I might not got the type of money that I probably would have seen later on down the line, but I felt still a part of the game somewhere because I was able to help the next person make it to that next level. And uh, my question was, uh, do you have things like that out there? For uh, the athletes that that want to uh, give a part, you know, be a part, still be a part of the game, where they well, can educate the younger athletes getting ready to come into the game. Yeah, right now the league office, Troy Vincent is the uh, the uh, senior uh, vice president for player development. Actually, it's now called player engagement, but he he just created an initiative where he's taking former players back into college environments to just educate them, not necessarily skill enhancement, workout, but, you know, educating your mind around, you know, social media. You know, what you tweet will follow you to the NFL and it will cost you millions. 
right. what you what you what you know the way you present yourself at, at this juncture in your in your professional life will come back to to haunt you both on the field and off the field. Excuse me, guys. I'm I'm near a fire station, so it it, it never fails when I'm on the on an important call. The fire trucks go by. That's because the conversation's hot, guy, and they they're trying to put it out, but it won't work. Right, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Boy, you, you you good, Ike. You need you need to go ahead and uh, tell Ray to step down, man. This is just your show. Yeah, man, you, uh, now, it happens now. all the time, guy. They take my show over, man. I don't know what to do. You know, he bigger than I. Am. I got an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> See, another thing, like you say, it's not not throwing no agents up under the bus, but I do look at agents like a a a, a car salesman. They gonna get, sell you all the dreams you want, but then when your career is pretty much over. You know, they don't have no time for you. And I, I like to let them, the young people getting ready to go into the league, let them know and educate them in a lot of ways that they got to take control of their own uh, actions, not only on the field but off the field, you know, and I, and I try to tell them as well to learn to say no because when you do get to that next level and you do sign them contracts, all of a sudden, you do have all these family members you never seen before, and all the girls that like you that didn't like you back then. So I try to uh, tell them in a lot of ways to have fun for the game. You know, you know, you have players that's in the league now that they like to hold out. You know, don't hold out. Go out there, show your talent, and 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 play for the love of the game because your actions will get you paid. Well, yeah, well, two, two points I'd like to make. On, in defense of the agents, I know tons of agents that have said to guys, you spend too much, stop spending. And what the player says is my money. And so there is a level in which, you know, the agent can only do so much, right? True. And the financial advisor can only do so much. So there is some individual responsibility. Players are culpable, man. They, you know, hey, I want the bill in the bin, you know, then, hey, I, I can go to certain parking lots at NFL teams, and I know what the culture is when I walk outside. <laughs> you know, we got a bunch of Jay-Zs in this locker room, mm-hmm. okay? But if you go to another team, you know, you got a bunch of workmen-like dudes. Pick up trucks and, and, and uh, Ford. And money in the bank. That's right. And so, and so in, in defense of all people that counsel athletes, at the end of the day, it's your money. If you can't manage your money, I got one. I got two words for you: deferred compensation. So if I, I'm a young guy and I'm coming into all this money, I can keep all of the shots away from me if I just defer my comp. I can't even get to it. I like, think they call that annuity, right? No, you can just defer your comp. I can go to my employee. You owe me six million dollars right now. All I want is a hundred thousand. You can pay me the rest later when I'm mature enough to handle it. Yep. And they, now, that, what's the advantage to the employer? Cool, I'll put five million bucks in the bank and draw interest on it <laughs> because you, you're not disciplined enough to put five million in the bank and draw interest on it. Yeah, so the, I'll help you the, out. Yeah, the owner buys the annuity, and then that's where he's yep. making the interest off the money, and then he's going to defer your compensation for you later. And, Guy, I'm going to tell you, it's interesting that that, that that part was brought up because I'm one that truly believes that, that you should not – Professional sports should not be a lottery. You should not give all that money to an individual at one time because it's new. To the majority of people, even in this age, a lot of the players are new to this type of revenue coming into the household. And 
they're looked at as a sugar daddy. And, and, and it's just horrible stories that are out there. But, but God, what I'd like to do, if, if at all possible, of course, there's some great stories out there. There's some great young men that are trying to prepare themselves for the transition. One of them is, is Vernon Davis. We were going to have him uh, on the show uh, today, but uh, wasn't able to get that interview uh, taped. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that Vernon has in store for himself to prepare him for his future? And I think it will be on display at the Player Network event this year. Yeah, you know, Vernon Vernon uh is a is a renaissance man. Vernon was an art major. He he started drawing in college and has all of these great pieces now. You know, he has a charity called the Davis Family Foundation. He and his brother Vontae, who plays for the uh Dolphins, you know, they are now committed to finding initiatives that are close to their heart in inner cities and helping, you know, organizations that, you know, need help. So, you know, both of them were raised by their grandmother and their, their, their biological parents weren't, you know, in the position to take care of them. So they, they're, they're very much focused on that. They have a football camp with the Lifting As We Climb Foundation. This, this camp goes around the urban areas and provides free football camps for some of the best athletes in the country who couldn't go to a paid camp. Uh, Detroit, D.C., Texas, uh, they're trying to do one now in San Francisco, and, and Vernon has just now launched uh, a, uh, a, a design business where he is going in and interior design. He's designing uh, people, uh, people's home. They have a, a, a target of you know affluent individuals where they want to go in and do interior design work. He also has a vision to go into urban areas like in urban renewal, in libraries, in public uh, schools, and help in the design so the kids in these communities think what they're experiencing in school, in the library, and these other places is cool and hip and hot. So Vernon, Vernon will be, uh, as long as he's not playing in the Super Bowl, uh, we expect him to be uh, front and center at the P&E as our official active player host. And uh, he, he's really excited about being there. Any names you could throw out there, too, guy, that maybe some of the listening audience may know that, you know, the program has stepped up and uh, really has done a phenomenal job for that you can think of? I know you got probably a ton of them, but right off the top, anybody you can think of? Yeah, I, as, uh, earlier I mentioned uh, I mentioned Martin Mayhew. I just got an email from uh, Akbar Bajabia Miller. He just he was at uh, P&E last year. He went through a couple of the alumni programs. He said he just just got a job finding his passion with a a, a, a commercial development organization, a co- commercial construction organization out of L.A. Mm-hmm. He has, you know, he, he was on a reality TV show. He's doing TV on the side, but he, but he told me as a result of P&E and going through the the seminars with the NFL alumni that. He, he realized he needed to gain a competence in an area, and you do that by getting up out of bed, going to work every day. And, and so that's an example of a recently retired guy that uh, that's in it full, you know, full throttle right now, and it's working out. We had Ray Mickens, a former mm-hmm. Texas A&M guy, plays with the Jets. Ray Ray told me Keyshawn pulled him to to the side when they were young guys and encouraged him to. You know, look at what Magic was doing. Yep. And and he did that, and over the years, you know, started developing a brand. He's a he he's partnered with HMS Host, one of the largest institutional food suppliers in in the world. And so 
he has an airport concept where he went in here and he was the minority partner with HMS host in DFW Airport here in Dallas. Uh, for the last, you know, seven, eight, nine, he was doing it while he was playing. So he, he, he got a little sprinkling from, you know, a teammate. He learned from Magic's model. He participated in player uh, development at the time in the, the programs for active players. When he was done, he went through the NFL alumni transition program. Now we're, the alumni is, is, is in the, in the negotiation stages with him to have uh, NFL alumni restaurant bars and grills throughout the DFW airport. And it's a, it's a pilot that if it takes hold, then you could go to any major airport throughout the U.S. and see an alumni bar and grill that is owned by a player nice. and branded with several player menus. Did we lose him? I think uh, we may have. You, know, you there still? Uh, you still there, guy? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, buddy, let me real quick, and I know Ray wanted to jump in, but this just hit me. I know Drew Pearson used to do some things and got the contract with with the NFL to do hats and different things. As far as branding and being able to grab some of those type of contracts from the NFL, how are players able to position themselves? Because if you play the game, you know, obviously Drew took advantage of it. Should be an opportunity or an avenue to get in there and, and maybe get a piece of that? Well, part of the program that we've recently launched with the NFL alumni, you can go to NFLalumni.org and go to the player, uh, advo- uh, player advocacy tab and then look at career and business, and you'll see this program. But it's a five-stage program where at the end we are trying to identify entrepreneurs that played the game mm-hmm. and first put them in a bucket so we know where they are, just a directory, a Every player who is a, who is an entrepreneur, we need to first know who they are and understand the industries and lines of business that they're in. And then really do our due diligence to investigate who, who has a legitimate business. I mean, a lot of players say they have businesses, but it's, <laughs> if I ask you to give me the tax returns and show me your business plan, well, you know, it, it, now you, you know, pe- people are walking away. So, uh, what, what I would say to you, Drew was an anomaly. Drew got in at a time as, as did Carl Banks where they were ahead of the curve, yep. and, and they beat people to the table, but there are very few players that have been able to do that. And the reason that they haven't been able to do it is because they haven't really created le- legitimate organizations mm-hmm. that can walk in the door, and the NFL has to take them serious, so the NBA has to take them serious. Good point. And then the second part of it is nobody's pushing on the other side to force the union or the league to do it. Now, Major League Baseball actually has the best minority supplier program on the planet. The lady named Wendy Williams started their program. They have a great, I mean, you as an entrepreneur off the streets can go get a contract with Major League Baseball right now. And you don't have to have played the game. Just they have a a vendor supplier program targeted for minority and women businesses. Nice. Uh, And it's legit. I mean, now the NFL, NBA, hockey, all of them should have it, but... But who's advocating? Who's so? You know, in the earlier part of the discussion, I think that's something the union should be doing at the labor table. Hmm. Well, I, I can I mean, tell you this: I'm a guy, troop, and I'm a guy inside. I can't force the NFL to do it. I can kill them with kindness. I can show them great business opportunities. I can show them players who are competent. But at the end of the day, they still get to make the decision. Right. But, I can but, certainly say this, guy, I, and I want to say this because we got about two minutes 
uh, until closing. I, I can say that the NFL alumni has been there for me. I, I'm a person that, that relocated my family to Phoenix, Arizona. I took on a job here at Voice America Sports. I had this, you know, this grandiose ideal that I thought would work, and I was looking for direction. And, and I found, uh, Lemon Williams actually found me, who is a host uh, here on Voice America Sports, and introduced me to Guy Troop. And, and Guy then took the baton from me, and, and just led the way for me and showed me, you know, the career and business program. And, 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 I, and I, I'm blessed to have that opportunity because because of the opportunity that Guy and NFL alumni uh, opened up for me, it's given me the opportunity to open it up for other players that are interested in, doing in, in a too. broadcasting opportunity. You are and, doing and it. And to have their show broadcast and their brand, you know, exposed it to the entire world, not just locally, but globally. And so I, I want to take the time out to thank God and take the NFL, thank the NFL alumni and all those players out there, you know, who are looking to uh, maintain their celebrity status, so to speak, in, in this arena, uh, which they used to be a, a, a big part of. And, and they still are a part of it because of their shows that they do here in partnership with Voice America Sports. And IQ wanted to say I you're going to be having your show soon. It's coming up in January, but I'm, I want to plug that. But the biggest thing is what you just said. And I, I know, Guy, you're going to love this. Here is another format that has been created by you, Jeff, Voice of America, Guy, everybody getting involved. Now, you get the format, you get the platform. What you going to do with it? It's up to you. You going to spit or you going to turn it into something that can become, one, a moneymaker, a brand, an opportunity for you to create that revenue. What are you going to do with the platform that you now have? Because that's what you've created. There you go. Hey, guy, one last time. Can you tell people where they can find out the information about the Player Network event? we got about one minute until we close. Two places. NFLalumni.org. You go to the Player Advocacy tab, drop down to Career and Business, and all the information on T&E. Uh, will be to the right side. You can also find it under the events tab at troop21.com. Troop21 is T is in Tom, R-O-U-P is in Paul, E is in Edward21.com. Hey, thanks, guy. Appreciate you calling in. Hey, I also want to thank Keith. Keith Lewis, okay? <laughs> Keith, appreciate the fruitful discussion. And listen, nothing wrong with challenging somebody, you know, but, but you challenge the man that got the credentials and got the passion, got the heart. That wants to help us all. And I thank God Troop, NFL alumni, everybody out there who's listening to Voice America Sports. Be sure to tune in with us next week. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.